this, honestly, honest question. And I'll ask everybody here on the show first before we talk about uh, the snow. And by the way, the big thing is it's the snow. The bigger thing is lack of snowplow drivers and the cold, okay? Those are the big things. I know every time there's a, oh, you guys are hyping over selling. Listen, no, it's not. the cold. You were not. It's the cold and it is the snowplow drivers. I, that, I really, yeah, I, 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 and if anybody yeah. calls in and says we're hyping it up, don't push me. I'll, <laughs> oh, don't don't, don't push me. We're not hyping it up. This is, this is a big deal. Period. Drawing a line period, in the snow. Period. End of argument. Houseworth <laughs> will kick your ass. But let me let's let's start here. Wake up, Mid Missouri. Brian Houseworth will kick your butt. Uh, I, I get I get promo. fired up sometimes. I'm sorry, but, but but it's okay. Happy Merry Christmas, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, Brian. <laughs> All right, it's 9 o'clock. Gary Nolan Show is next. We'll see you back here following the uh, holidays. That by, by, I'm free. Oh, did that make you cringe or laugh? It oh. makes me really sad because that's one of my favorite Christmas carols, and now I'm afraid it's ruined for me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, Houseworth, uh, I won't ask you. You're cranky today, Mark. Nah, no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Did that song, the opening song, that make you cringe or laugh? It moved me. <laughs> uh, Chris Mitchell, who's in for producer Hannah this week. How you doing? Good. Did it? Uh, did you cringe or did you go? Huh? That's cute. Uh. Okay. (laughs) Good answer. Wake up, Mid-Missouri. Before we get to the Zelensky stuff, I also want to mention, you know, what happened at D.C. with Zelensky yesterday going to addressing uh, Congress, you know, love and all that good stuff, and then Putin going to get involved, you know, and then with what's happening at the border, we have a local fentanyl bust. Guess where fentanyl comes from? It comes from China, gets here through Mexico, and then comes through our secure border, Uh, and somebody busted here in in Mm -hmm. Mid-Missouri. None of these things that we are experiencing here on December 22nd, 2022, we would not be enduring this stuff if Donald Trump were still president. And I don't like to do whataboutism and what if and the previous guy and well, what about that guy. I don't do that. But that is, and I, I post it as a fact, this would not, the situation that you and your family are in, having to pay five bucks for a can of progressive soup and and rent and everything else that's gone up and fears on a worldwide stage and fears at our southern border. There are illegal immigrants, and this, I'm not making this up. You can check news outlets in Texas. There are illegal immigrants coming up out of the sewers. They're opening manholes. There's no place to put these people. This would not be happening if Trump were president. Let's start, uh, let's start with uh, the weather. And I, again, I want to reiterate sure it's not it's not the it's yeah we're gonna get some snow but the two big factors it's not necessarily the snow yeah i agree with that and uh and, and again on the manpower issue and and uh, labor issue brandon obviously modot has made progress on that there's still 600 people short but they were a thousand people short so they're going to do the best they can and 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 have been and so have the local folks in jefferson city in Columbia as well. But in terms of the time frame, I've been in touch with Jim Siva King right now. It's the wind chill and the blowing snow. It's going to be behind it, but it's really the wind chill. This temperature is going to drop significantly. We were about 35 degrees last night, ballpark, maybe 36 degrees. Gradually, it was dropping down. I recorded a video out in our parking lot for my Twitter page at about four, and I could feel it dropping. We're going to be down to about minus five by later today. 
you're right about the snowfall, one to four inches, but it's going to be hard to measure because it's going to be blowing. But those wind chills are going to be coming behind it. The highway patrol, and again, I, I'm, we're definitely not hyping it up. This is the, the National Guard's been activated, ready to go. We have Columbia crews that are on standby, ready to go in case there's down power lines. They're worried about water main breaks. Yeah. And then the biggest thing, the highway patrol and National Weather Service are saying, have a plan if you have to go out. So, and that's, I think, the other thing to keep in mind. So, yeah, it's not the amount of snow. It's the lack of drivers. It is the cold, and it is the wind. Now, if we get wind, and we know especially some mid-Missouri counties, it seems like, mm-hmm. I don't have facts to back it up, but it seems like Boone County is a certain area of Boone County, especially prone to power outages. Now, think about it. You get wind, blows out power lines, whatever, uh, and you don't have heat. That's huge. Uh, when it's that cold, it's kind. it kind of sucks. And we worry about that. I, I can assure you that Columbia Utilities, and I can speak for Boone Electric and Amron uh, and John, where he's at, you've not only got Amron, but you also have Three the, Rivers. Uh, three Rivers, exactly. Uh, offices in Lynn and Brazito, but they are certainly, they've been out and about. And I know all of them have been preparing for this. So the crews are ready to go in all of those areas. You hope for the best, but you have to be prepared. And again, the the this morning on, on Good Morning America or whatever the prequel is to that, they were saying kind of a once in a generation storm in, in yeah. you know, some. But again, with all the I think a lot of it has to do with the wind chill and the wind. So just be careful. Yeah, just uh, just be aware. And I love this. I won't share the dude's name. Uh, but what and this is not a knock on media coverage. He's talking specifically about what. And listen predicting uh weather still all these years we've been doing this still not an exact uh, no it's science not. but i love this guy he says he says weather people and he, he's he, tongue-in-cheek sure. okay weather people suck at their job these days so he's not like national weather service <laughs> meteorologist been sitting here at the shop waiting on the snow since 3 a.m says uh we do a lot of places he said i got uh 20 guys sitting here on the clock because nws was saying it's going to start between three and four so we're sitting and now waiting and now looking. Guys. Yeah, we and, feel your pain, bud. And we've got some spot in Cole Camp had some this morning, which is interesting because it's supposed yeah. to be coming from the north. But really, the the heaviest time is eight to eight this morning to about one is the updated projection. Sedalia checking into, and we are starting to see some uh, some spitting snow here in uh, mid Missouri. So be careful, Marsh. Your favorite thing to do when it, the weather gets like this? Hide inside. Amen, brother. By the way, tomorrow. Uh, so truncated the next couple of weeks here. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we're uh, off because of the weather. That's not true. We're just off. <laughs> we're just uh, half a bubble off. Just half a bubble off. And then uh, next week, so I'm super stoked about this. I told Stephanie when she came in this morning, and I tell her this all the time, and uh, and I feel weird saying it because I get cheesy and stuff, but I mean it, and I don't, I don't want to get to crying. Uh, but I'm always glad when Stephanie's back. When she's gone, she's, she's doing important things. And uh, But I told her I was really, really glad uh, that she was back. So we are glad you're back. Uh, and next week I'm taking over. Yeah, it'll be Stephanie and uh, <laughs> producer Hannah. So I'm really excited for that. All right, Zelensky. Uh, uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky in Washington, D.C. Raucous applause and stuff like that. Rick Scott, his reaction. We want to continue to help Ukraine, but we've got to make sure we know how the money is spent. It has to be very transparent. It's got to be for lethal aid to stop Putin. That's Florida Senator Rick Scott saying, yeah, we do need to help. And it's interesting because I think there's a lot of people in D.C. that are like, 
Yeah, we want to help. How much should we help? As a matter of fact, Vladimir Zelensky, one of the things he says, you know, you're not giving us money. He called it. This is an investment in, like, worldwide peace. Yeah, he said it's not charity, but an investment. And I'm thinking, did does anyone who's ever asked you for money said anything different? I mean, honestly, people like, oh, it's not charity. Like, either I'll pay you back, man, or, like, this will make help me out, get better, or whatever. I mean, if, if you're, like, the one begging for money, <laughs> you're not going to be like, this is just a handout that I need temporarily. Um, and I think I think the verdict is still out on whether it's truly an investment. And I think for a lot of Americans, there are some things that we'd like to invest in here at home, like uh, border security um, and some other things uh, that, you know, I think it's more for a lot of folks. It's not that we don't. You know, it's not that I think Americans don't support Ukraine, but it's that money doesn't grow on trees and we have to prioritize. And where are those priorities and where are those dollars best spent? And I don't think everyone's fully convinced that the amount of money that we are continuing to flood Ukraine with is the best and highest use of the American dollar. Money doesn't grow on trees. We print it on machines. Well, in DC. There you we'll go. just that's print true. more. That's the uh, that's the take. So he was so Volodymyr Zelensky, and he gets the raucous ovation and all that. And uh, and I know that a lot of folks have disagreements with the governance of Ukraine, uh, but the people are strong. Re- remember when this went down? It's been almost ten months ago. It was February uh, last year. NATO was asked why did Vladimir Putin invade Ukraine? Now NATO's answer was because Biden was president. In a nutshell, they saw. Uh, Biden's weakness, especially as it related to the pullout in Afghanistan. That's why I'm saying we wouldn't be in this situation. See, those people that went and voted in November of 2020 and voted for Biden over a year ago, two years ago, over two years ago, consequences to actions, those actions that those people made that voted for Biden, we are all this morning before Christmas, we are all paying the consequences for the people that went and voted for Biden because of uh, what the gas prices have been doing, that uh, 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 heating, uh, groceries, all of that stuff. The border, which is in uh, insane right now, that stuff has all happened because people voted for Biden. Those are the consequences that we all pay for the people that voted for Biden. And these are true stories. It's not criticisms. It's just a statement of fact. <laughs> these these are consequences. And the border, that continues to get insane. We'll probably cover some more of that coming up 635 this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. Minutes away from the morning bell. What do you have for us this morning, Steph? Well, we're facing one of these omnibus spending bills again. And remember when we looked at the details of the last one and we... Spending bill, essentially all of our priorities. Mitch McConnell, what's the silly crap y'all spending money on that you're especially proud of? That's getting us into today's daily DC Rundown with Stephanie Bell. This comes from Representative Ralph Norman, who serves as a the 5th Congressional District of South Carolina. Uh, and he said, hey... And all this stuff, and we've looked at this before with these spending bills. There's some crazy stuff in there. So one and a half million dollars to encourage people to eat outdoors in Pasadena, California. (laughs) This is one of my faves. Two million dollars to a group that promotes dirt bike culture. You might actually like that. What's a group that promotes dirt bike culture? 3.6 million for a Michelle Obama trail. 410 million in border security. But not for the U.S. For Jordan, <laughs> Egypt, Tunisia, 
other other places. And then $500,000 for a skate park. I wonder, is that in Columbia Mo? Like, what on earth? So, uh, I guess one uh, senator said the bill is hanging by a thread. Um, obviously, there's a lot of discussion. The big issue is Title 42. Senator Mike Lee is pushing that. Um, but it's $1.7 trillion of government spending. And anytime you get a number that big, you're going to get some pretty silly stuff in there. By the way, and the border continues. I mean, seriously, it is getting worse. We're going to cover that coming up at 635. But yay, dirt bike culture. Yay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, Zelensky was in uh, Washington uh, yesterday. Um, he did say your money is not a charity. It is an investment in the global security and democracy that we handle in the most responsible way. Of course, he is getting the Patriot surface-to-air missiles that he's been wanting from the very beginning. It's the first time um, we announced that yesterday. 1.8 billion uh, military aid package, but it includes this specific Patriot device that is going to be very helpful to him. So um, he was doing a lot of glad handing and saying thank you a lot because we are sending a ton of money over there. Of course he was being very, <laughs> very appreciative. It's like when you go to grandma's house christmas and you get some nice cash for christmas and you didn't get the sweater sweater that she knitted you you're really grateful and grandpa brings you all the twinkies <laughs> we know we would be really grateful all right so also um we're gonna get an 800 page report uh today thursday uh about from the j6 folks and um they it's going to conclude the investigators have concluded that uh, president donald trump criminally plotted to overturn his 2020 election defeat so i know you got a little time off coming, so you can print out this 800-page report. Apparently, yesterday they released 34 transcripts from 1,000 interviews, but mostly they released the transcripts of people who pled the fifth. So I don't know that there's any interesting stuff in there, but if you want to do some holiday reading over your, you know, if you got a little bit of time you off, go. you can print out this report. Incidentally, Sean Hannity, uh, who's here weekdays at uh, 2 o'clock, uh, and I don't know any more context except that the New York Times... Uh, says that Sean Hannity testified under oath in a deposition that he did not believe former President Trump's claims about voting machine fraud in the 2020 uh, election. You get him the next day, the tape would snap in half, get stuck in your player. <laughs> you, remember, you ever fixing a cassette? You ever fix a cassette? Remember that? You could do it if you wanted to. You know, take some scissors, splice it, take a piece of tape, but uh, get a couple of pencils. That cassette never sounded right again, did it? <laughs> Always had that weird warbly sound. Put into the cassette, like, if you leave me now, you'll take away the beer. <laughs> Pretty good there. I liked it. Bad Christmas presents. What about good Christmas presents? We might cover that. John, you got a favorite Christmas present from when you were a kid of all time? Yeah, I got a couple for sure. You got uh, Steph when, from when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Here's what I think, and I say this in love. Your favorite toy as a kid probably was like a calculator. Because <laughs> a gavel. A gavel. <laughs> a gavel. I did give my five-year-old a calculator last year for Christmas because she asked for it. Ellinger, Bell, and Bell. I can see it 25 years from now on the door in Jefferson City. Uh, It'll be Bill, Bell, and Ellinger. <laughs> hey, there we go. All right. Uh, welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I'm Brandon Rather. Stephanie Bell is back. Chris uh, Mitchell is in for producer Hannah. There's John Marsh. Brian Houseworth is uh, here, too. 
Uh, starting to, uh, and if you're seeing, we're getting the snow here in mid-Missouri. The big thing is not going to be necessarily the snow. The big because I think we're expecting like two to four inches, depending on where you are. As a matter of fact, Mike in Ashland says they're uh, freezing rain. Uh, in Ashland is what he is seeing right now. Another one of our listeners, FedEx driver, says, I'm going to be out in the stuff today. Uh, I'm going to need prayers from everybody. Just keep us delivery drivers in y'all's hearts and minds today. And, and it's like the, yeah, I mean, that level of cold is like the one where it like feels like your eyeballs are like sticking. Like it's just like it like immediately chaps your skin and it just feels like the liquid in your eyes is freezing. I mean, that is a level of cold. I don't, I mean, when was the last time you can remember we've been in the negatives in Missouri? I mean, maybe we do that once a year. It's just not common. Yeah, we had a, what, one stretch last year where it yeah. got real cold and windy, but it didn't last for very long. Like oh. the inside of your nose hurts. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, it is a painful level of cold if you were outside. Uh, so really the bigger stories is going to be the cold. It's going to be the wind. It is going to be the shortage of snowplow drivers. And that's why officials are saying, hey, if you don't they're not saying stay home. What we are reporting to you is what is being reported to us by all vital and important and pertinent agencies. If you don't need to get out, uh, please don't because we don't have enough snowplow drivers. Uh, and then you talk about the wind, the potential for down power lines and things like that. I'm not trying to scare you. That's just what's out there, man. And for my fellow Truman State friends, it's Kirksville level cold. For some <laughs> for some reason, Kirksville is like the coldest point in mid-Missouri. And I think because it's flat and it's windy. And I think that's what we're really expecting over the next couple of days is that wind. Yeah, Kirksville thinks it's Iowa. It does. <laughs> I mean, I remember walking to campus and having, like, the leggings and the long johns on underneath my jeans and, like, wearing a ski coat at 730 in the morning across campus. I mean, it was the coldest place on earth. Oh, uh, I think it was 1981, maybe. I was a little kid in St. Louis. It was a day, and I think it was the AFC Championship game. San Francisco was in Cincinnati, I think, and it was one of the coldest games ever played. But the windshield was, like, 50 below zero, and it was the same here in the Midwest. And so a group of us... Uh, you know, 10-year-old kids, let's go out, let's play, let's do neighborhood football like we do all the time. We'll do it today just like they're doing in Cincinnati. And we all went outside, and for like five seconds, we were like, screw this, man, it's too cold. Right. Punt. Yeah, punt. Punt and go back in the house. Punt. Uh, John, uh, local uh, fentanyl bus, man, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, apparently it was Tuesday. Cole County deputies teamed up with the Mustang Drug Task Force and raided a a home in the 200 block of Dix Road in Jefferson City. 31-year-old Jordan Sherman was arrested, charged with second-degree drug trafficking. They said they seized almost 150 fentanyl capsules worth 3000 bucks. Jeez. And that is one of the reasons, just one of many reasons, that's an easy one to point to. We look at the number of deaths that we've had in Cole and Monotaw and Callaway and Boone County this year. Deaths, overdose deaths from fentanyl. Fentanyl comes from China, it gets into Mexico, and then it comes through our secure borders, or secure borders according to Mayorkos and uh, Harris and uh, Joe. It's secure. So now you've got this guy who had several thousand dollars worth of fentanyl here in mid-Missouri with the fentanyl people. Well, how do you know it comes from fentanyl? Because it says it right on the packaging. It doesn't do that, but we know we know where it comes from. Um. <clears throat> So and, and it's it's getting the, the reports yesterday from various news outlets across Texas. People are, are like there there there's just nowhere for these people uh, to go. MSNBC's Jose Diaz Balart 
traveling to El Paso, Texas, having a conversation uh, with a lawmaker there. Her name is Veronica Escobar. She is a Democrat from Texas. She is part of an increasing number of Democrats that are going like, hey, Joe, uh, hey, Joe, Joe, wake up. Okay, Joe, listen, for real, you got to do something. Uh, doing nothing about it. MSNBC's Jose diaz Balart. I don't see the urgency. I see the urgency of the NGOs. I see the Red Cross. The plane that brought me here was filled with Red Cross volunteers. I see local uh, officials here. I see state you know, Border Patrol over here, I mean, uh, National Guard. I just don't see the urgency by the federal government. Am I wrong? So he asks, am I wrong in this Democrat representative? And there's, again, a growing number of Democrats who are like, okay, Joe, really. Uh, He says, I see no urgency. And in the background, you know, there's these people walking across the river. They're not being encountered by anybody from law enforcement or Border Patrol. And they're sleeping in the streets and and they're they're running out of it. It's just insane. And Joe's in the White House eating pudding and licking ice cream cones. Ah, there's no problem here. Border is secure. Border is closed. But you see how it affects us. This is something I don't understand either. So Real ID, and I'm grateful because I have a tendency to procrastinate, but I'm grateful that Real ID has been delayed for another couple of years, and I don't know how many, whatever delay this has been. Every time. <laughs> it's like the boy who cried wolf. They're like, oh, you better get it, and then, nope. Nope. I mean, it's been, what, five years, six years? It's, it's been, I don't know how much, Marsh, any idea, because I think it was like seven, it was post-9-11. Well, we got to do this, and some some folks started getting on board, and then there were delays and delays and... And more delays. And more delays. And then I think there was another delay. Uh, but then after that, uh, there was another delay. But here's what gets me. Uh, they're so bent, well, we got to get this real ID going, you know, because we got to prevent the terrorism and the things that got us on September the 11th, 2001. I mean, oh, we got to do this. We got to do this. And then the pandemic blew in and threw their whole yeah. time frame off for a couple of yeah. years. Uh, but nothing at the border so worried about our security and there are growing intelligence reports say listen you know you're worried about terrorism and bombs and stuff on airplanes we have pretty much we've rectified that situation and we keep what do we keep talking about you hear in the news well is it the terrorists that uh, are coming across the border we heard in a report from msnbc yesterday numerous migrants are coming across and they're not being questioned by anybody they're just walking right across because there's not enough people to handle the influx why are we so worried about the stuff like real id when we have God knows who walking across the southern border and you talk about national security, those people in D.C. don't make no sense. Might need to take a lesson from your buddies in the Canadian border. <laughs> they care. Just, They're checking on you. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't make some worried about real ID, but whatever's coming across the southern border there. Um, that is not an issue. So whether it's so right now, we are under a winter storm warning. Uh, and then we have a, uh, a wind chill warning going into effect right now. It's 20, uh, 28 degrees. Uh, temps are falling, starting to see snow in there. Even some uh, reports of some freezing rain. Yeah, just got a, got a text from a listener who says he's driving to Columbia from Jefferson City getting spitting freezing rain on 63. Oh, and thank goodness for this. Because uh, the Associated Press has termed it as the long-awaited Trump tax returns. So while you're sitting, uh, uh, while you're sitting around uh, trying to stay warm this weekend, 
count down the minutes. All right, when do we get to see those Trump tax returns? House and Ways uh, Means Committee voted uh, to release some documents detailing Donald Trump's tax returns, giving public access long-awaited information. Now, I got to understand, just because I don't feel that doesn't mean there's a bunch of other people in but have there been people sitting around, wait, I can't wait till those tax returns. Are there people doing that, John? Am I missing something? I don't know. I'm sure there'll be, uh, you know, the hue and cry. He only paid how much? Well, tax codes kind of favor the the folks on the top end of the income scale. That's how they're written. Any highlights you've seen? Well, I mean, what we know is what has come out and we've gotten like summaries. A lot of that stuff had already come out. But I mean, he took massive losses, right? I mean, that's what you know, he wasn't, and I think what it's showing, what what we know is that he, his income declined substantially when he was in office, which isn't the case for most elected officials. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he just took massive real estate losses, which, I mean, we heard of, um, but I don't think there was any sort of bombshell, uh, you know, bombshell things about what was in the tax returns. We do this a little bit too on our side. I mean, same for these Twitter files, right? Like some, we've learned some new information but a lot of this oh another you know bombshell twitter files and it's like okay but we already knew all of this already i mean i don't see anything particularly shocking about his tax returns did you no uh he i just don't and uh, and i don't care I don't care about Biden's And people tax at that returns. level, right? And people at that level, like Donald Trump probably, do, I mean, does he know exactly? I mean, if, I mean, I don't have as much money as him, but if you ask me the details of my own tax returns, I don't, you know, like, well. I'm going to start a petition. Dang it. I demand to see Donald Trump's 1040 easy return. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. How many, like, I mean, his tax return, he probably, there are multiple professionals working on that. It's, you know, he gives them the backup paperwork or his people give him the backup paperwork and they go through it all. I mean. I it just it doesn't interest me that much. Coming up a few minutes from now here on Wake Up Mid. Oh, by the way, I love this tip. This is one I had not heard of when it comes to driving in really uh, cold weather. Gary, thank you for this. A uh, little information, maybe younger drivers. I'd never heard this one either. Uh, when it gets really cold, you're turning on your defrost, trying to, and the windshield won't, you know. And it, Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. I can never figure that out. You know how many Did he say a tip for younger people? What about for I know. not so young people who still are just like... You know how many debit cards and credit cards I've ruined by scraping ice off my windows? Are you serious? Come on. Cassettes used to make a really good window <laughs> scraper back in the day. I definitely use CDs. Check CD out. box. Yeah, that works good. And Gary has a... Pro- I've never heard this tip before, but I'm like, that really makes sense. Be voting into Saturday, maybe even next week. So Congress, maybe in uh, D.C. I wonder, here's what scares me about Congress sometimes. So, uh, number one, you've got the holidays. Number two, you've got weather affecting a large area of the country. And then they've got this bill. Is the math we did yesterday, Marsh, we, what do we say? Basically, almost 70 hours to read this 4,000-page bill. Uh, and that would be nonstop. But let's say you're doing it eight hours a day. I mean, that's going to take like eight. It'd be like over eight days to read this bill. Come out earlier this week. Their math don't add up. And do you think that there are people that are like, I'm just going to vote uh, whatever. I just I want to get home for Christmas. So I'm just going to vote this way. Uh, I don't know that it would make a, a difference. Right. Yeah. Welcome into the show. Wake up mid-Missouri. Uh, winter storm warning. Uh,
for the entire listening area, and that's going on all day long until midnight. Wind chills going to be the big story. Uh, so really the big things are going to be the wind, which could affect power lines. The other big story, lack of snowplow drivers. And that's why authorities are asking us to pass along to you. Hey, just so you know, if you don't have to get out, don't. But if you need to run to the store and get you some whiskey and smokes, feel free to do it. If you need to, it's good for the economy. It's good for the economy. Or if you have to go to work, like most people. Yeah, or you got to go to work, go do that. Be careful and be aware that there aren't going to be a lot of snowplow drivers. But it's the cold and the wind and the potential for downed power lines. So it's not just road crews right now. You've got a lot of utilities that are, like, paying attention. You've got Governor Parson getting the National Guard ready to go. So there are a lot of things. And hopefully, and listen, this happens sometimes. I'll never forget, I think it was... It was, oh gosh, it was six years ago, right about this, right about this time. We had that nasty, nasty ice storm that it caught us by surprise. And when I say us, I don't mean, I don't mean, uh, 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio KWOS. I mean, like it caught, I guess, weather forecasters, yeah, a little bit of ice. It throttled us. And I think it happened, was it on a Friday? I don't recall. Throttled this area. The reason being because people weren't prepped, and they weren't prepped because we didn't know. Even weather forecasts, like, whoa, didn't see that one coming when I shook that magic eight ball. Crushed this area. Uh, but it caused a lot of problems. Why? Because media wasn't saying, hey, be careful. Because nobody knew that there was going to be a problem, including most weather forecasters. A month after that, it was January. And predicting, this time predicting an ice storm. My goodness, we batten down the hatches here in mid-Missouri and even here at the radio station. Everybody, uh, they put everybody up in hotels and they dumped all kinds of fantastic food on us. We brought in foosball tables and our friends like Cosmo from Y107 and, and all these people were the whole weekend. We're just gorging ourselves on beer and food and playing pinball and all these toys they brought in for us. Not once <laughs> did we go on the air for any emergency weather stuff. And I had planned on being out of town. We were taking a trip that weekend, and we were going to leave, like, early in the morning. And we literally left work early the day before and jumped in our car and made a run for it because of the pe- and the ice storm. And then it never came. But also, I know it was in Jefferson City a couple years ago. We missed we missed a prediction, or the you know media missed a prediction. And I remember there were lots of kids who couldn't get home on the bus. And there were kids who were, like, at school until, like, 7 o'clock at night, which really is... is Really, and that I think has schools on because that's the worst possible scenario. Um, because then you're having to get parents there, and so you know, I was kind of I was frustrated a little bit when I heard on Monday that Southern Boone had already said, you know what, we're just not even going to try on Thursday. We're out. I'm like, not. We used to like. I always love that. Back music. in the like, old days, not even trying. Back in the old days, like you had to see like a flake before like you could call off school. But now they're like three days ahead of time. All good.